Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Victory Church. Today is our worship service number 167, December 8, 2019, and we will sing to the good Lord, so I invite you to please stand up. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. Receive the songs that we bring to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now here's a really fast song. 
watching people drive by T-Mac on the radio Got so much in your mind Nothing's really going right Looking for a ray of hope Story. 
Take your time, close your eyes in the presence of God. You know exactly what is what you need today. Talk to Him. He is here to hear your prayers. This is a perfect time to be totally honest with God, our Lord. Sometimes we don't know even what to say, right? We just lift up our hands and we say to the Lord, Lord, I am here. I don't know what to say to you other than I know I, I failed. I messed up. I am aware, Lord, of all my sins, my mistakes, my errors, my failures. I don't deserve you, God. I have been bad, but I need you, Lord. I need you in my life, Lord God. Dear Lord, so many things that your people need, Lord, today. But above all things, what we need is your forgiveness. Above all things, Lord, what we want is your mercy. Above all things, Lord, what we really care is to be right with you please forgive us Father please pour down more of your Holy Spirit right now Lord may the blood of your Son our Lord Jesus Christ to wash away all our sins we need that forgiveness Lord because we need you Lord we need you Father to do wonderful things in our lives Father, there are so many needs among your people, especially those that are here present today, Lord, and also those who are watching and listening. Fill the hearts of your people, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. My friend, receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. Breathe in and out. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. Don't reject his presence. Take it. Embrace his presence. Because he loves you. The Lord loves you, my friend. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is powerful in this place right now. Not just forgiving us filling us with his presence, but also healing our minds, healing our emotions, and healing our bodies. Let the Holy Spirit heal your body right now. 
Whatever is what is hurting in your body, just put your hand in that part of your body and believe that God is healing you because He is here to love you, to restore you, and to heal you. He wants to bless you. Receive that healing, whether it's in your emotions, in your soul. In the name of Jesus, receive that blessing that you need today. Receive that powerful touch of the Holy Spirit in your life in this moment. Receive it and claim it. Thank you, Lord God, for healing me. Say with me. Thank you, Lord God, for healing me. Thank you, Lord God, for healing me. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. For our viewers, we invite you to go to the website vchurch.us and you can find the tab Give. You can give online or also, also you can send uh, your contributions to uh, the church through a text message. The phone number is 432-268-0007. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. How many of you recognize this symbol, WW3? We know what we are talking about. However, this topic is not about the World War number three or the third one. It's just an illustration of something that we live from time to time in our homes, in our schools, <laughs> in our workplaces, even in churches. <laughs> Sometimes we leave those experiences in, in the highway or in the store. Somebody is having a fit and we are in the midst of a terrible argument and that is horrible. Today we are going to talk about it, but I would like to invite you viewers to download the bulletin. You go to the website vchurch.us, look for the tab bulletin and you can download the bulletin and make your notes as we are doing here in the church. When we see a picture of this kind, or we are in the presence of a baby uh, showing this kind of reaction, we just think, isn't he adorable? <laughs> you know, those expressions, because, you know, babies are beautiful. You know, even when they are making that expression, we just laugh and we say, oh, that's so sweet. And uh, what about little girls? You know, for, for us guys, the little girls are the point. I mean, we love the, the, the little boys, but little girls, it's just that we say, oh, she's yummy, beautiful. You know, even when they are making those faces and, you know, acting up, you know, we just say, she's yummy. But at the same, at the same time, when they are growing up and they are now starting to become, uh, you know, young little ones, then we say, isn't he cute? Cute little boy, you know? So what do you think? Are they? Well, what we know is some of those kids, they have some issues with temper. But not just kids. Many adults that you see all over the place, they have terrible issues with temper. Correct? This week, probably you heard in the news, another student in the school involved in a terrible incident that ended up with his life. The police officer was stabbed with a knife by a student, high school student, and so he defended himself and 
shoot the kid. The kid died. Anger attack. Who knows exactly what was happening there? But all that is because temper issues. So the question keeps the same. Are they cute? Well, we know the answer. Not really. Not really because we know that people that are always overreacting, they will end up in prison. Sooner or later, it's a matter of time because probably at the beginning of their lives, you know, kids look kind of cute when they are acting up like that, you know? And they are teenagers and you're like, yeah, it's all right. Not a big deal. Well, it is a big deal. And for us that are raising little ones and teenagers, we have to pay attention to that. You know, if you do not correct your child with love in your home, listen to this. If you do not correct your child with love in your home, the world is going to correct him out there without love. It's going to happen because it's part of our society. And uh, so when we see these issues of uh, anger attacks, we know that there is a huge what? <laughs> we say it's a huge explosion, but that's not the word that is there. Exploitation. Do you know what that means? Well, if our brother Tim will be here, he will be looking at me saying, Gian, that's different. Exploitation is not the same thing that explosion. Of course not. Because exploitation is when someone is treating others unfairly in order to take advantage of them. And we heard stories about companies doing horrible things in Africa or Asia, in China, in Latin America, in different places of the world because they say they are just squeezing those poor people because they, they are in need. Uh, what, 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 what is the deal? Well, the deal is that there are a lot of people that are so interested in money that they don't care if they have to do whatever in order to make money. But the truth is, eventually people will wake up and they say, if you are not nice to me, you will pay for it. <laughs> and then is when they overreact. And you can see the World War number three in our homes, workplace, everywhere. We don't want that. Today, we are going to talk about how can we manage these things and how can we learn to enjoy our day. Because it's a fact. You can either enjoy your day or be miserable. And you are the only one who can make that decision. Let me start my exposition today by reading this portion of the scripture, scripture in the letter from Paul to the Romans, chapter 14, in the verse 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is the real kingdom of God. We find people in the, in, in the market. Place. We find people when we are working in the streets, in the neighborhood, everything else. You know, we, we meet people. And uh, the conversation sometimes comes up and we say, yeah, I am a believer. Yes, I belong to such and such church. Or people say those things to you, you know. 
People put that on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and Pinterest, stuff like that. They talk about being Christians. But what is the real meaning of being a Christian? Well, it's in our character. There is no other sign. We can say, uh, well, Christian is the one who has a nice job, has a nice family, has a nice house, has nice kids, a nice life. That's the Christian one. Wrong answer. <laughs> because there are many Christians who don't have nice jobs, nice families, nice houses, nice, fat, nice life, nice children. There are many Christians, they don't have those things. Because it's not about what you have, it's what is inside of you. The kingdom of God is mainly three things. The first one is what? Righteousness. Righteousness meaning that we are right with God. And that we do things right. We act in a fair way. The second thing is that we are going to displace peace wherever we go. And number three, we are going to display joy. You know, it's like an aroma. Let me ask you this question. Have you been around somebody that has a terrible breath and you have to deal with that person? Let's say you have to do something very close to this person. This person has a terrible bad breath. Have you? We all have. Maybe we were the ones with the bad breath one day. I don't know. But the bad breath is something that hits you, right? And you're like, mm. well, let me tell you this. When, when we don't have the righteousness of God, the peace and joy from the Holy Spirit, it's similar to having bad breath. People can sense it. People, people can feel it. And they are like, mm, because you do. If you are with someone that you see as a person that does things right and carries peace within himself and carries joy, you know immediately that that person is special. There is something special about that individual, don't you? And you say, it's a godly person. The kingdom of God. So my first question to you is this. Do you think that you, yourself, is representing the kingdom of God because you do things right, you are peaceful, and you are joyful. That's the first question. Okay, let's continue. We will find disagreements in the world. You might be, you are a nice person, you are act with justice and righteousness, you are peaceful and joyful, but you will find disagreements, correct? People that disagree with you. Okay. I want to talk to you about three different scenarios where you can find disagreements, and I will tell you what is my suggestion how to handle the disagreements. The first, the first scenario is in a place where you are the authority. Where is the first place where you are the authority? Well, authority. Well, in your home. In your home. Dad and mom are the authority. And if there is a disagreement, the authority needs to make a decision and put order in that place. 
if, he, if it's in the workplace and you are the supervisor and you have people working with you and there is a disagreement, if you are the authority, you make the decision. If it's your business and you are paying for the bills and there is a disagreement, you need to make a decision because you are the authority in this place. When there are disagreements, first scenario is where you are the authority. You need to take control, take charge, and do what you need to do because that's why you are there. Imagine you go to a place where supposedly there is someone that is an authority and it's so chaotic and you are just looking at all the chaos there and you just think, man, why is this person there in charge if doesn't put order there? Isn't it that what you think? And you are disappointed. This is the first scenario when you find disagreements. <coughs> now, but what happens if in that place you are not the authority? Someone else is the authority. You are in the workplace <coughs> and there are disagreements there. Well, what do you do in those cases? Well, in that case, if somebody, someone else is the authority, you, meet, you need to submit to that person's authority. You, you don't have any other option. You work in that company, you work for this man, it's an ugly man, it's an ugly woman, your supervisor is detestable, you can't stand that person, but you are there. And there are disagreements, that person is the authority, you need to submit to that person's authority. Because at the end, is his or her responsibility. That's second scenario. But there is a third scenario, which is when no one is the authority. You are just hanging out with friends. You are visiting somebody. You are there being nice like you are all the time. Maybe it's in the sport arena, or maybe visiting with friends, or just simple, simply you are hanging out with coworkers, you know, and just going out to eat, and then there is a disagreement. What do you do when there are... Disagreements in those cases, would you change the topic and continue enjoying your day? You don't need to put order there, you know. You are not going to submit yourself to the authority of somebody else there because, you know, there is, you're just hanging out. But there are disagreements. Change the topic. Change the topic. And continue enjoying your day. I want you to read with me, please, this passage in the book of Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 3. Are you ready to read it with me? People who refuse to argue deserve what? Respect. Any fool can start an argument. Any fool can start an argument. I wonder, when we go places and people see us, what do they think about us when they see us? Oh, here's this wonderful lady. Oh, she's so nice with everybody all the time. Oh, here is this guy. He's phenomenal. I love him here. Is that what they think? Or it's possible that they think, oh, here's this woman. I can't stand her. Here we go with the nagging again. Oh, here's this guy. Always complaining. If it's not this, it's this. Is this, is this. Listen to this scripture. Any fool can start an argument. Any fool. In other words, people that are starting arguments are what? Fools. Because you can have a discussion. You can have, 
a conversation with somebody about any topic, but not necessarily you're going to start, start an argument, a fight, you know? How do you feel about people that you know that are argumentative? How do you feel about that? You go to a family get-together, and here is your cousin, whatever. And you know this guy, Rupert, let's suppose. Rupert is so obnoxious. <laughs> you know that. What do you do? You just know, oh, here we go again. That's horrible. I can't stand him. You see? That's the point. People that are fools start arguments everywhere. But what happens in the business and the, and the work world? What happens with them? We know what happens. They get fired. <laughs> Why? Because people can't stand them. Hey, Rupert, what's going on? I got fired. Again? This is the 27th job that you got this year. And we are only in April. What's wrong with you, Rupert? Because they are making issues everywhere, creating arguments everywhere. And you know what is the funny part about this hypothetical Rupert? He leaves the place, you know, of, of course. He, he didn't gain one friend in that place. Everyone hates him. And he hates everybody. And he leaves the place. And he says, huh, and you think that you're going to find somebody? <laughs> you know, two minutes later, they've hired somebody else. People think, fools think, you know what? They need me. They won't find anybody like me. Well, yeah, they are wrong. They will find somebody even better. But the truth is most of our disagreements with people are about the Bible. Think about it. Think about what kind of disagreements we see in social media. What is the main point of discussion there? Well, we know politics is one issue. But the main cause of disagreements is about the Bible. And, the, and where all this starts with, it starts with the first topic, creation. Because people will argue with you and disagree with you because they think that they come from a monkey or a, a little fish that evolved in whatever, you know, in a big explosion somewhere and suddenly here we are. Well, we believers, we believe in the Bible. Believe, believer, it's connected, right? We believe, that's why we are called believers. And we believe what this book talks about. Genesis chapter 1. This is the easy to read version. Okay, let me go to the first verse. In the beginning, when God created the earth and the sky, etc., etc., for us believers, this book, especially Genesis, tells us everything about creation. So we don't need to come up with any theory about creation. We believe what is written. And the Bible is a big issue of contradiction for people. Well, we don't make an issue out of it. We believe this is the inspired word of God has been translated by many scholars. 
And after many years, we have now the Bible digitally available for everybody. And we love reading our Bibles from our phones. Why do we have disagreements? Because of this book. It's either you believe or you do not believe. So what, what is going to be? Do you believe? Yes, I believe. So do you believe the whole Bible? Yes, I believe. Do you believe in Genesis? Yes, I believe in Genesis. So do you believe that God created men and everything else? Yes, okay. Well, that's it. That's all that you need to know, that you believe what this book says. Now, other people say, I don't believe that. And then is when the argument starts. Second thing is redemption. Some people say, well, you know what? Yes, there, there is a God somewhere, somewhere over the rainbow. Maybe they say, I don't know. Well, they think there is a God somewhere, right? Like a substance. Maybe they think God is like a cloud floating somewhere. You know, I don't know what they think. But they don't see life as we believers see life. You know, when, when we read in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, it says that there is only one God and one mediator between God and men, Jesus Christ. And the Gospels, which are the, the Gospels? Matthew Mark, Luke, and John. The four biographies of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Gospels tells us the story of our Redeemer. Tells us that we humans, we sin and we need a Redeemer, a Savior. When we believe the Bible, we are cool with it. And we say, yes, I need a Savior. And his name is Jesus. But those who do not believe in the Bible will disagree with you, and then they will make an argument. You can help that. It's their choice. And what is the third point of big disagreement? We talk about past, creation. We talk about present, redemption, our redemption. Now let's talk about future. The right word in theology is eschatology. Is the the doctrine or theology about the future, the last days. So the ones that do not believe in the Bible, they come up with any number of theories about the future, correct? That the aliens will come, that we will go and live in Mars, that our ears are going to grow, our heads are going to be big, and our feet is going to be big, and we are going to be short, and I don't know what else they think. All these theories about the future, and we just go to the scripture. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, talks about the character of men for the last days. And it talks clearly about how awful men will be. Matthew 24, the Lord Jesus describes the conditions that will be on earth before the end of times. And in Revelation chapter 13 and 21, the scripture tells us how it's going to be everything out there in heaven. What will happen with earth and the sun and the stars and everything else? When you are a believer and you believe what this book says, you are certain about it. You will have a lot of disagreement with people because they don't believe in the Bible. Therefore, there is a big argument about their past, present, and future. Now, you know what is funny, guys? Some of the disagreements that, are, uh, that happen among Christians... Because I know that you have seen that too, right? Many Christians that disagree because this and that, 
But you know what is, the, the, to me, in my opinion, the, the thing that is uh, most hilarious about the disagreements among Christians is Christmas. <laughs> that is the thing that, to me, is the most hilarious disagreement of all the disagreements among Christians. And where do they start with that? With the date of birth of our Lord Jesus. They make a huge issue about that. No, it wasn't the spring because of the snow. It was uh, this. It wasn't the summer. It couldn't be in the 25th. It could be this. It could be. And then you see them fighting because they say it wasn't on December 25th. And who says no? Who says the opposite? We know there is no way to prove that the Lord Jesus in this picture that we have here was born on December 25th. There is no way that we can prove that with the Bible. There is no way to prove it with the Bible. But let me ask you, is the date really important or the fact that he was born? That's right. That is what really matters. The date is irrelevant, really. But he was born. Conceived by the Holy Spirit in a virgin. He became a man that saved us. That is what really matters. So why, why do we do Christmas celebration then? Because we commemorate that. And there is nothing wrong with celebrating the Lord Jesus' birthday. There is nothing wrong with that. Now, the second issue about Christmas is the tree. You will not believe the kind of issues Christians have because there are trees in some houses. The Christmas tree, that there is a tradition that came from here, from there, because the story behind it. And I receive every year hundreds of notifications from people telling me, find out, Gian, the true story about the tree. Every year, the same thing. People sending me long emails with the explanation of the tradition of the tree. And I just think, what a waste of time. I just see the, the email, and then I hit one button. Which button is that? Delete. 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 Because I'm not going to waste my time arguing with people like that. Why? It's a waste of time. And the next thing they argue is the gifts. Why are you giving gifts for Christmas? Oh my gosh. Since when people make a decision about my money? Who is, who's going to tell you what to do with your money for Christmas? It's your money. If you want to buy a present to your son, your daughter, your neighbor, it's your decision. And the funniest part about all these arguments is that there is one thing that they won't argue. What is that? The Christmas bonus. That they won't argue. <laughs> so my point is, for you, my friend, that you like to argue about all these Christmas things, don't take the Christmas bonus. That's right. All right. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but what? righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So how do you go through your day when you have so many people that are arguing for this and that? What do you do, really? Well, you know you need to make a decision. You start your day saying, I'm going to be happy today. I choose to be happy. 
or not? Would you prefer to be angry? Be my guest. Be my guest, because really, it's not my problem. It's like when I see people here in the church, and it's not the case today, but sometimes I have seen people very angry sitting there, giving me that look like they hate me, and I just think, well, it's your problem, because I'm happy. <laughs> you know? Everyone makes a decision. Whether it's going to school and be upset in the school, going to work and be upset in the workplace, going to see the grandpa, the grandma, and be upset there because of this, this is their choice. But you know what happens when someone is leading towards anger every day. What is the first thing that will happen? A heart attack. Yeah. Anyone that is Looking for being angry all the time, eventually is going to have a heart attack. And what is the second thing that can happen to somebody? A stroke. <laughs> because they don't have any peace. It's like they are looking for trouble, you know? They, they are upset for everything. Everything is, is an issue. This car is passing me too fast. It's in my left. It should be this. And I don't like the color. It's too bright. And uh, they park in my spot. I mean, that's awful. And when people are angry all the time, they, they have a lot of accidents. You know that. A lot of accidents. People are upset. They are not thinking clearly. They are, they are in their vehicles. Boom, boom. Accidents. They are using equipment. Accidents. They are not paying attention. They are so angry. They forget to make payments. And then the bank account is a mess. Late fees, and you know what else? Because people are not paying attention. There are accidents because instead of trying to enjoy their day, they choose to be miserable. What about you? Do you choose to be happy or do you choose to be miserable? You make the decision. But I can guarantee you that those who choose to be angry and mad and upset all day, every single day, after having a heart attack, a stroke, and creating accidents, they are going to leave a lot of destruction. They will destroy relationships. They will destroy their health, their finances, stuff like that. It's not worth it, my friend. Listen, Isaiah 9.3, it says, God, you will make the nation grow and you will make the people happy. They will rejoice in your presence as they do at harvest time. It is up to you to be happy and how you're going to handle those disagreements and issues that will pop up in your life all the time. So there is a couple that uh, the guy was started to feel very uncomfortable in that relationship with the wife. He felt that she was extremely argumentative. And he spoke with a friend, and the, the guy said to him, you know what, you try to, try to not argue with her, you know, try to see the positive side of the thing. Maybe you need to do something with her. Like what? Tell her to watch a movie together, for example. Okay. So that night, he says to her, well, let's watch a movie tonight. <coughs> sure. They picked the movie, and when he started the movie, she get up. And he says, what are you doing? I need to go to the bathroom. Pause it, please. <coughs> okay. Pause. Five minutes. Ten minutes. 
15 minutes. She's taking a shower. Goes to the bathroom. She's taking a shower. And he says, are you taking a shower? And she goes, no, I'm just refreshing. So he gets out of the bathroom and he goes, she's taking a shower, but she's not taking a shower. She's refreshing. Okay. <laughs> People will tell you things that they want to name it a certain way. It, fine. I told you the other day the story about the teenagers. This is the case of a mom. This mom was tired of dealing with this teenager, so she decided I'm going to speak their language. So the teenager said to her, Mama, can you take us to the mall? And then she goes, do I have to? The day passed by. Later in the night, they are at the dinner, ta dinner table, and here's the dad, the mom, and the kids, and the teenagers are upset. And they said to the mom, you never took us to the, to the mall. I was going to. You want to deal with people, sometimes you have to play their game. And my last story for you is this guy is an old guy. He started to feel that everybody hated him. And he thought, I need to find ways to deal with people, you know? So there is a fire in his house. And when he sees the fire, he, coiled, he calls the fire department. The fire department answers the call. Fire department, he says, hey, listen, I need you to come to my house right away. There is a fire in my house. So the guy said, how can we get there? The old man paused for a second. And then he said, you don't have those red trucks anymore? <laughs> you see? People want to argue with you. You have to find a way to, to play around because otherwise you will going to be miserable. It's just like that. What are you going to do about it? But I will give you finally three steps to deal with difficult people, friends. The first thing you need to understand about difficult people is that they have their opinion. You have to respect that. It doesn't matter what they think. Respect their opinion. In all cases, it's a good idea to find out their source of information. Because then is when you can make a more accurate decision about if this is a conversation that is worth it to have or just drop it. And finally, when you are dealing with difficult people, try to redirect conversations to point in common. Be practical. Don't get stuck in the midst of all these things because you know what? Sometimes people are just difficult. Just redirect the conversation to what you have in common with this person. Fix your eyes on the Lord. My friend, how are you going to spend your day? How are you going to spend this day? After we finish here, how are you going to spend your day? Miserable? Because you don't have this, you don't have that? Because somebody is just making you mad constantly? Do not allow, don't, do not allow any fool person to spoil your day. Don't, don't let that happen to you. You know? That's why the scripture is so beautiful. <laughs> Hebrews 12.2 declares, We must never stop looking to Jesus. He is the leader of our faith. And he is the one who makes our faith complete.
Just keep our eyes. Let's keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus throughout the day, guys. You know, you can't change what's, what's going on there. You can't. It is what it is, we say. It's true. But that doesn't mean that you have to be miserable. Enjoy your day. And the first thing to enjoy our day is when we are right with God. Would you like to be right with God? Say with me a prayer. There is a prayer in the screen. I invite you to read it with me. Dear God, I am sorry, Lord. I need you in my life. You are merciful, Lord God. Please forgive me for all my sins. I don't want to live without you as my God. I know that Jesus paid the price for my salvation. I open my heart to you, Lord. Please help me, Lord, to love you with all of my heart. In the name of Jesus, I surrender to you. I surrender to you. When we surrender to the good Lord, you know what? Things are much better. Because He is our sustainer. So we all can say together, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare... My life is going to be great and blessed the rest of 2019 and much more in 2020. In the name of Jesus. Friends, thank you so much for coming up to church. Receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The peace of God with you. Enjoy your family and friends. And I'll see you next Sunday. Ciao. comes and someone stands to fight anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served i know i know i know i know We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.